Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. about wrestling um i may watch the uh tournament of survival i think that's the one that's this weekend really specifically for joey janela that's it like if they're giving joey janela this tournament i want to see it you know what i mean he goes out first round i'm turning off the fucking thing and i'm I'm doing something else with my day you know what i mean so that's that's kind of where I'm at with that because I think it could be a really interesting, very different tournament if they're pulling t- Joey through it. Um, because I think the creativity and the bumps and the different things that are going to go on in that tournament based on him being the guy, I think is going to be different than every other deathmatch tournament. Where I think if they go another route, it's going to be the same as everything. Um, that's just how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, anyway... Uh, I guess, you know, from the start, let's talk about the GoFundMe thing. Um, you know, I mean, people who have listened to my show know that I've rallied against GoFundMes, especially, you know, just for the wrong reasons. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with people raising funds for the right reasons. I Obviously, that's what should be happening is people should be helping each other out there. And, um, you know, I'm trying to push more and more towards that type of mentality of, of helping other people and really trying to be part of the solution and everybody kind of fucking making it out of this shit, you know, or, or at least getting the most out of this, this life as possible because this shit is scary. And, uh, there's a lot that goes on. Um, I, I don't know why my cat is deciding to climb the side of this chair while I'm on this thing, but if he pulls the wire, you'll stop hearing me talk and you'll know that's because of Ernie. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I've seen people fucking take Disney trips and then raise money for their dog's knee surgery and then take another Disney trip 
They didn't take a fucking year off of that. Um, because I don't know why they didn't take a year off of that. But that's that's where, you know, when you see people putting fun over responsibilities and then they want you to pay for that mentality, that's the thing that I've continuously rallied against and been um, very uh, vocal about. You know, I've seen people fucking throw themselves through glass and then go, oh, my God, I can't afford the medical bill that happened because I threw my, you know. Um, I worked for 21 years, and then I got cancer. Um, When I got cancer, they fucking completely went against everything that I worked for. You know, I, I strongly believe cats belong indoors, and... I pushed for that for 21 years, and um, I have a lot of people on my side with that, but unfortunately, the people up top, the new CEO, does not agree with that. That's that's not in his uh, mission statement or whatever you would like to call it. Um, but, you know, and I told the story already, but, you know, Baby and Sadie being thrown outside when I was lined up to foster them, because, you know, you, you can't tell the public that you do what's best for animals. You know, in the same sentence or the same conversation of, you know, this past 21 years, I've been hailed as nothing short of the cat whisperer. The, people have called me magic and people have called me this and that. You know, I, I'll tell you from my stance, I'll tell you that I'm not magic. I'm not this. I'm not that. Because I, I want the world to understand that anyone can do this. And because anyone can do this, we can save millions of cats. If only I can do this, we can save thousands. But the fact that anyone can do this, and I have proof of that, um, this is this is something that cat lovers as a whole need to come together. And um, there's so much better that can be done by them. And this shit has traumatized me heavily, you know? Like, I can't open my fucking social media on a lot of days because... Every time I see something, it sends me off. I saw uh, yesterday, yesterday's triggers were uh, someone is uh, trying to find a replacement for cat relocation because the place that they are in Hope, New Jersey, says here, uh, May 29th, Slumlord Bradley Burke, owner of Longmeadow Farm in Hope, New Jersey, has already trapped three of my cats and disposed of them and on, had on multiple occasions state, stated that he was going to throw them in a sack and toss them in the Delaware River. Attempted to do the same with another of my pets. Neighbors, however, this time thankfully called me and notified, and I came out to help stop this abuser. He had ripped the collar off and shoved the cat into a Tupperware container with no holes in a closed vehicle in extremely hot weather. Neighbors were able to rescue this cat this time, but he promised he would be back to capture and kill more. The former tenant left quite a few cats when she left, and I've been trying to protect and find homes for them. Um, uh, Let me see. I don't know. It says awesome. I don't know what that is. Um, so some people were willing to take them and all this other stuff, but, um, this is, this is, you know, this is real shit that's happening. Hope New Jersey is right in the realms, right in the range of Newark and Newark has, has literally put a thousand cats out of their shelter to outside living situations. This is the shit that I'm talking about. It's not, it's not maybe this would happen or, or, well, you know, you think you could put them in homes, maybe you can, and maybe, no, I did it for fucking 21 years, and now they're doing that other shit, and there's blatant repercussions to this shit. These cats are fucking dying out there, suffering and dying. And then, you know, another one of those posts that I saw, um, that I... I, uh, you know, that shit sets me off. Beautiful white cat. Looks like my mo. Uh, beautiful white cat. Um, people raising money for because, unfortunately, this cat got hit by a car. There's a picture of it looking like half dead laying there. This cat got hit by a car, and, um, he, he, he lost function of his one right leg, his rear 
right leg. But otherwise, he's doing good, and he's really making progress. Now, why did that cat have to lose fucking function of his right leg for someone to swoop in and put that cat in safety? Why is that? Why, why are we so okay with this? Everybody rallies around to raise money for that. Why can't we keep the fucking car from hitting the cat? Why, why can't we keep the cat inside? Why can't we get together as, as a whole and, and bring these cat lovers together? Why, why can't we demand change for cats? We can. We're rocking not to. And this is the shit that, that drives me nuts. It keeps me up at night. It, it really fucks my head up. Because people like that that are out and out fucking killing cats on purpose. There were people right in town that were found burning cats. Burning cats alive. And then uh, other people throw them in lagoons. That shit is another local thing. Because uh, if they trap them and they throw them in a fucking lagoon, they die. There's no way out of that trap, and you're fucking drowning. And this is real shit that's happening to cats. There's people who deliberately hit cats. I'm not even talking about the accidental, you know, accidents and stuff like that. Deliberately hit cats on the street. There's people that deliberately poison cats. Kick cats. I, I, I saw a post last week where, oh, this cat, he was living outside for years, but when the community started to kick him... We rescued him. Why the fuck did it take kicking him to rescue him? Everybody has a fucking quick and easy way to take the cat and put it in safety when someone hurts it. But why are we allowing that shit to happen first? Hundreds and hundreds of cats are being put out on the fucking streets by shelters who are trying to right their ship of euthanasia showing up on their, their list. There's no physical um, number that's going to pin all these atrocities to these people, but make no mistake about it, they are directly responsible for these things. When you put animals in a dangerous situation and then dangerous things happen, that's your fucking fault. You can't leave your kid in the middle of fucking Camden and then just fucking drive home and then when some shit happens to the kid, be like, oh man, never would have happened in my care. I, you know, he was totally fine when I left him. Man, that, that, that sucks so bad. And that's the stance they're taking, is they're putting these cats in dangerous situations and going, oh, I don't know. I mean, on our record, everything was good. He was healthy when we had him. Yeah, and then you put him in danger. And that's why you should be held responsible. So anyway, um, this, this whole situation has put me into a really, really bad situation. Uh, my, my whole predicament, you know, with cancer and um, everything, I mean to further explain my situation, because I got time, and like I said, I don't have a lot of shit to talk about, but um, in case you didn't hear me the first time, um, so I got cancer, um, I got diagnosed with cancer in the end of September, <clears throat> colon cancer, um, and October 4th, I went in for surgery, I had a foot of my colon removed, <clears throat> and uh, I spent the next two two days in the hospital, I went in on Tuesday, left on Thursday. Um, for the next two months, I wasn't allowed to lift 10 pounds. Um, so that was it. I mean, there was no other medications, uh, anything else. It was just, I can't lift 10 pounds. So I'm like pretty much not bedridden, but I can walk around the house and really not do anything. Um, once that two months was over, you know, so that brings us December, um, actually pushed a little bit closer to the holidays, um, different, you know, uh, sometimes doctor's appointments will be like, <clears throat> you know, you plan out for, for eight weeks, but then like, oh, they don't get you in for 10 or, you know, whatever the case is. So pretty much just say that we went to the end of the year on that based on the doctor. You know, I, there was no lapse in uh, doctor's recommendations or doctor's orders as far as, um, you know, my response. I did everything the doctors told me to and recommended. Um, when I went to the oncologist, because um, initially my um, – the doctor that did the surgery on me said, you know, because you're so young, you know, we're not seeing any signs in the lymph nodes that there's cancer here, but in the nicest terms ever, and, and that's kind of like the way that all these doctors have told me, in the nicest beat around the bush terms ever, like, this shit is going to come back, because you're too young for it not to. And that's like, you know, obviously uh, reality. That's just what it is. And you're 44 years old and you get cancer in 45 now. But um, that's, yeah, how, how are you going to go another 40 fucking years without that shit happening again? So 
They they recommended chemo. Um, the when I went to the oncologist, they said we don't think the more aggressive infusion version of chemo is necessary because um, you know you don't have any traces of it in your body right now. However. I do feel strongly that you should have aftercare treatment, um, which is a chemo, but it is um, a less aggressive chemo. Um, it is a oral chemo. So you're on two weeks, off a week, on two weeks for six months. So when the doctor put me on that, they said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep you out of work for, for this because there's so many different twists and turns that this stuff could take with your um, digestional tract, all the different things you got going on with that. Um, and some days it does, it just like fucking whacks you. And, um, the thing about it is too, is like, I have done very well on it, but my doctor's like amazed every time she sees me, she's like, your blood work is great. And she's like, you're, you're just really handling this well. So my thought is obviously that not everyone does because she wouldn't be so surprised if, you know, that's just how everyone handled it. Um, so are you... I'm doing my thing on it. Um, again, some days I just hit a complete wall. It's like going through quicksand. I can't, you know, really do anything. Mentally has been the biggest struggle where I've had to really retrain my brain towards the positive side of things to survive, um, to survive losing, you know, my 21-year career from getting, uh, from getting cancer, from, you know, all of this stuff that mentally just continued to pile on me was just, it's just so heavy, and I do my best to push away from it, you know, and this is why, like, I fill my life and my space with so many things, because on one end, I've always wanted my home to be my oasis. I've always wanted it to be the place where I can go and, uh, or just be, I don't have to go anywhere, uh, just be, and, and be happy about it, you know, and really, really just adjust to, to life as it is here, and instead of you know, wanting to go on this vacation or wanting to seek this out or hoping that the atmosphere is right when I go to this place or that place. I just make my own space beautiful, you know? And then I, I spend my time and energy investing in that. So I did, you know, and I you know, I got my chicks, I, I got some uh plants for the garden, you know, I got I got what I could just, you know, uh with limited finances because I knew that would pay forward so much with me just keeping busy and keeping active. Because if I lose my focus and I lose my control over my um, stability, my mental stability, then it's all lost, you know. So that's very, very important, um, despite finances not being where they should. Um, not to say that by any stretch I would ever spend frivolously or do anything um, irresponsible at this stage, but um, that just kind of, kind of talking out loud about uh, just how I've been handling this shit. Um, so it's just been rough. It's just been really, really rough. And, um, you know, my wife works four days a week. She uh, works at an emergency vet hospital. Um, so, you know, she's out there saving cats' lives who get hit by fucking cars and shit happens to outside. And more times than not, at an emergency vet hospital, you see a lot more cases of cats that live outside than you do indoor cats. Because all the emergencies, a lot of the emergencies happen outside. Um, or need for emergency care. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just been very, you know, I got my my three girls, uh, my oldest is 19, so she's just out there doing her thing, you know, uh, running around, she's got her boyfriend, she goes to, she went to a Taylor Swift concert last week, she goes to play, she does her own thing, you know, she's got a job, she does her thing, very proud of her, you know, but she's out and about doing her thing, my, my twins are 13, so they're fucking too cool, you know, they're doing a shit, so a lot of my life right now is lonely as fuck, it's, it's just me, you know, um, I, I take great, satisfaction and joy in in all of my experience here and and um like i said i i make the most out of it i i sit out there like last night I, I went outside and i watched um you know game one of the finals heat versus nuggets and watched that shit outside i watched that shit solo you know what i mean i don't have i don't have anybody to come here with me you know what i mean but in the same token pause but um you know i just 
I'd just be out of here, you know what I mean? And um, it's cool, but again, like, that's the struggle. That's 100% is, is the mental struggle. So on top of everything else, last, uh, whatever it was now, two weeks ago or so, um, uh, amongst my chicks, I, I had one that was small, and we lost her. She didn't make it. She could just tell she was weak from the start. She wasn't quite as big as everybody else. I think she was about a week behind in, in age. And uh, so my wife had to go up to do a presentation at her job. And um, while she was up there, she's like, you know, I'll stop by and I'll grab another lavender orpington because, you know, we lost the other one and you just kind of reset. And I said, all right, we're not going to keep doing that, but this time we'll do it just that way. You know, okay, we had that. We planned on having a lavender orpington, so now we do. So uh, she had her presentation. She went over there. She got the chick. And then she got into a car accident and told the car. Um, a bunch of bikers pulled out of a restaurant in front of a truck that was in front of her. And they slammed on their brakes in front of her. The bikers just kept going. They looked right at her after she got into an accident and just fucking just, just kept going. Um, you know, because by the time, like, there were so many bikers that pulled out of this disjoint that... The truck slammed on their brakes. Nina slammed on her brakes and tried to swerve and then just shaved the whole fucking front corner of the truck off. And bikes are still coming out. You know what I mean? So if they were there to witness the accident and they were the reason the accident happened, that's clearly quite a bit of fucking space that they needed to make that exit. They all needed to leave together, you know? This is that tough guy shit where everybody needs to fucking hold hands, but they're tough, you know what I mean? Like, fuck out of here. I just... Shit like this is fucking irritating, you know, where people are so badass that they can't stop to help people for anything. You know what I mean? People are so fucking, uh, fucking, we take care of each other, brother, and then they just fucking, uh, you know, have women just fucking get into car accidents for their convenience, you know? It just pisses me off, shit like that. But anyway, that left us with no vehicle. Like, I don't, I don't drive, and um, she, you know, she... She needs that. Luckily, your job, you know, they have a company vehicle, a little, little car, and, you know, with the, the the wrap on it, so it says North Star Vets, and there's dogs and shit on it, and uh, and they'd lent that to her to, to drive until she got her shit together, and that allows her to continue to go to work and make money, you know, so they need her, and, you know, that that's that's a phenomenal thing for them to do because it helps them keep her and she gets to keep making money and and maintaining her job and shit so that was a huge help but at this turn it was a point where GoFundMe shit had to happen and I'm just like beside myself because I was like probably 12 days 13 days away from my mortgage payment and I had no I had no money to do it I expended my tax return between March and, you know, a month ago, a month, a half a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, my last bill payment, you know, my, um, my May 1st bill payment is when my last like chunk went and I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I don't, I don't have income anymore. So <clears throat> that's pretty much me paying my side of the bills, you know, and some off of just, the. uh, like a pool, you know, it's not off of an income that's coming in anymore. It's off of a set amount of money. So obviously that set amount of money is going to run out. You know, all this time we were filing for dis- a disability, unemployment, da, 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 da. just getting a run around with all this shit. Them telling us it takes three to six months for us to let you know whether you got it or not. It's like, oh, fuck. So again, like I, I really didn't have a lot of answers for a lot of things. I had stress beyond stress constantly and this is this is the shit that it's just one one more thing and it just had to happen. Um, so I mean, Jeremy will put up the GoFundMe link on this uh, on this episode if you guys would like to share that or donate or anything. It's highly appreciated. I also have um, I still have and Brent Brent Maddie, um, your shirts will be going out. I'm so sorry. I'm so behind on this shit. Um, clearly not an endorsement for things going forward. However, I do have. Um, the three different types of um, Yakuza shirts still 
um, in some sizes. It just depends. You got to reach out to me if you want something. Um, at this point, you know, I mean, it's a donation. You know, if you want shirts or whatever, you want to make a donation, cool, man. At the very least, cover my shipping so I'm not paying to ship shit out because I, I can't afford to be paying to ship shit out. You know what I mean? I got um, a couple of the ones that say Yakuza down the, the like, up and down. And then I have um, the Fuck Out of Here shirts. That's, like, the Ring of Honor mock-up. F-O-H instead of R-O-H. Um, and then I have the I'm a John Zandig guy shirts. So if you guys want to commemorate him going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow, this would be the time, right? I don't know. Um, but again, like, you know, if this is uh, something that you're interested in or have the ability to do. The thing with me, too, is, like, I don't want to beg for anybody's money. I don't want to look at anybody's funds like that, you know. I've always been a – I work six days a week, 21 years, you know. That's not a guy who relied on other people. That's not a guy who, who knows what the fuck to do with this begging or, or this, this uh, fundraising type thing, you know. Um and it's like even selling shit, like selling shit is hard because like I, I fucking, I got to figure out this whole pirate ship thing. It's like a shipping thing that you can do and then it costs a whole lot less than the post office. Because like I would try to sell some beard oils and shit and I wind up spending fucking the entire, almost the entire amount that someone paid me on the fucking shipping. And I'm like, yo, this is fucking crazy, man. Uh, But yeah, like. It's, it's something that I never wanted to do. It's something I never wanted to have to do. Um, Toby Klein hit me up as soon as I got the cancer diagnosis and was like, brother, you want us to put up a fundraiser? And I said, no, man, hold off on that, you know? Um, because, again, like, I'm trying to make everything happen as I can. And when I run out of options, this is where I'm at. And I, I just fucking flat ran out of options. Now, the thing is, is, like, I obviously I have so many different things that I can apply these different funds to. That's why, um, you know, even as like a limit or whatever, uh, I think Jeremy set it up at fifteen grand. Which, you know, I have twenty five hundred dollars in medical bills. Um, that I'm at this point, they're sending me collection notices and shit. So it's already turned over to financial companies and shit. And I can't do a fucking thing about it because there's no way I could start paying on that right now. Um, uh, you know, the car, um, hopefully things are going to start to come together with that. Uh, she got the insurance, the assessment, this and that. Um, so we're going to hopefully try to get some shit steered in the right direction there. Um, uh, but the major, the major thing is, is this fucking, the, you know, the bills, the steady bills and just life, just life continuing and not coming to a complete halt at the beginning of summer. Like, yeah, you don't get shit. That you know, in itself is why, like, you know, I think I'm somewhere around, like, almost five grand or something like that on the thing, and I, I can't be more thankful. I really, like, if this is all, if this is if this is where it ends, you guys, like, everybody to contribute to this, you fucking allowed me to live through this summer with a whole lot less stress, because if I don't know how I'm paying my mortgage every single month, I don't get to live comfortably, you know what I mean? Not that all the other things I, I um, outlined before has me living comfortably, but it just becomes an impossibility where every day feels like a struggle and stress and the anxiety is fucking eating me alive. And and because of that, I could pay my half of the bills. I could pay my half of the bills for the rest of this summer as far as I'm concerned. Like I said, and if I get more help, fantastic. I appreciate it. I'm going to continue to push it every every single avenue I can. I I have to go to a lawyer uh, next week just to see if they can uh, – they're supposed to negotiate something on the disability side of things or whatever, you know, looking into other legal options on other things. And it's just – it's so much shit that I don't know how to do. I really need, like, a sidekick for so much of this shit. I need someone – like, Nina does what she can to call doctors and shit like this, like, but – and doctors and whoever else, but it's just not, it's not going anywhere. And, um, then like, even like shit, I got like, like I said, with the shipping, 
I would like to go through my attic and fucking go through, you know, my uncle used to work at a movie theater. He was also a hoarder. So when he died of colon cancer, by the way, you know, um, I, you know, we got a lot of stuff and, and nothing gold mine-ish really because his friends came in and took all the most valuable shit out of the house and they sold what they could and all of that. But, you know, I got like movie posters from the eighties and like, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer cards and all sorts of just silly shit that he was into. I just have to find, like, avenues and markets for every fucking thing. You know, I, I found a book of uh, old Dreamcast games in there and, like, randomly Googling it. The one Marvel vs. Capcom game is worth, like, fucking $80. Well, I'll take that shit. You know what I mean? I don't know how to navigate all this shit. I'm not, like, I've been a buyer. I've never been a seller. I've never been the guy. You know what I mean? So to be the guy on the other end, and as soon as I fucking put something online, if it's sold, now my fucking anxiety is murdering me because I need to get this shit shipped. And I'm not the one to make the moves to get it shipped. So it's like I could provide the money. I could do the sale. I could do all of that shit. But then when it takes, like, the wheels turning for a post office to get sent and not lose all the money that I made off of it, like, that's the shit I don't know how to navigate. And I need someone to fucking just be like, yo, okay, let's go through some shit. Okay, well... We'll do this with this and this with that. And, like, I just don't fucking have it. So it, there's a lot of struggle, a lot of fucking struggle to this shit. And, um, and like I said, I, I can't I, I can't ask for anybody to give me anything. My thing is I hope that everybody who knows me, knows about me, um, tells more people about me more than ever. I want I want my name, my story, my all of that to just be distributed. I want news media to, to see this. I want celebrities to see this. I want people in California, people in Seattle, people in Texas, people in here, people in there. And I do have small pieces of that with this podcast all over the country. But I need this shit to be really wide, widely known. I need people everywhere to know about the story that's going on right now because this thing can take such bigger shape and I'm not even talking about on the end of the GoFundMe I mean obviously that can help me tremendously but I mean on the scope of the thing that I'm pushing for the, the lives of these cats that needs to be on a far bigger scale I want to be flown around the country fucking doing seminars I, I you know these are the type of things that I know I can apply my knowledge and my skill to I, I'll go to shelters all over the country and help them Show them how to work with specific cats that they, they feel are hopeless because I, I know better. This is what I feel like my, my destiny, my, my purpose is, you know. Um, on the other side of this shit in July, I'm not talking about sitting back fucking not doing anything. I'll find fucking work. I, I just don't want to be doing nothing. I, I don't want to be doing nothing with something that I have so much passion and pride and and. and Come, you know, just just dedication to. I, I I'm not willing to easily just throw that away, and I'm definitely not willing to be quiet. Um, they sent me to cease and desist, and I haven't said I haven't fucking been quiet one bit since, and I haven't received another court notice. So guess what? That was that was uh some bullshit. Y'all know you ain't got a fucking leg to stand on. Cease and desist me all you fucking want. That was one and done though because. You can't back that up. You can't win against me in court. You know? I don't think you can. I fucking dare you. And I don't have a leg to stand on with a fucking lawyer or anything. But I fucking dare you to, to, to fucking prove that I'm a liar in the realm of me saying that you're not doing what's best for cats based on the fact that you had a well, well-experienced cat caretaker who was willing to foster two cats out of work, had all the time in the world to spend with them, and you opted to throw them outside. You you can't that's what I'm basing it on. There's no other there's no other evidence or facts to that that's gonna blow my case up. I have decades of fucking experience of doing exactly that. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't fear a motherfucker in that building, building, not in the Newark building, not in any of these buildings, you know. I got, 
I got people who used to fucking give me rides home, secretaries that'll sit there trying to fucking tell everybody that calls because they were put in charge of of uh, handling calls about me. And I got her answering the phone telling people I'm lying and, 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 and I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm just saying this, I'm saying that. And it's crazy, you know. Um, bridges, bridges barely exist in my world. I burned almost every fucking one of them and I'm comfortable with that because I burned them based on my morals. I didn't burn them based on recklessness. I burned them based on my motherfucking morals. And I'll stand on that forever. So, um, I, I have written off uh, 95% of the people there. Because I just, I, I, I can see genuine. I can see genuine. I can see people who want to play both sides of the fence. I could see people who are complacent. I see people who don't believe in themselves, who will just go along with the evil because they just don't know any better. I mean, they know better, but they don't have the ability to rise above it. They don't have the ability to do better for themselves. And they do have the ability, but they train themselves into this mental cycle of this is just how life is. It sucks. Everything sucks. It is whatever. And I hate that mentality. So I have to go in a completely different direction of a lot of people that I spent a lot of time around for a long time. And it doesn't have to happen in the realm of hate. It doesn't have to happen in the realm of, of uh, animosity or anything like that. But I furiously stand on the stance that I will not lower myself for other people who, who believe that it's not worth trying. It's not, you know. Um, the easier way is definitely what they're doing. Like, the the way that they're doing it is the easier way to just get rid of cats and then look at the papers and be like, see, we didn't kill a lot of cats this year. Yeah, you know. Meanwhile, when Newark was killing all those cats, down here in Forked River, we were fucking heroes. We were putting every cat in homes and taking groups of cats from Newark to help them while we were getting everything in our building home, whether it took us a year, whether it took us whatever it took us. We were we were absolute superstars. We were the gold standard for what cat care should be. And the the problem is is that's not how it's viewed from our own organization, from their own organization. They're not viewed that way. They're being told that they're doing it wrong. They're being made feel like it's all worthless, like it's like it's helpless, like it's hopeless. They can't ever get forward. They can't ever get ahead. And Again, I'm not, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of these little uh, positive quotes and stuff like that. And, you know, one of them is like, you should never take criticism for people you would never take advice from. Shit like that. Like, shit, it's so simple and it's like, oh, a fucking course. And if you're able to actually lock into that, I mean, bro, like h- how many fucking people out there do you get to just not give a fuck how they feel? Respectfully. Where you you just, whatever they say, it's like, oh, that's cool. But you don't have to take it to heart. You don't have to, you don't have to be offended by it. You don't have to be anything. It's just not, they're not on your level. (laughs) I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I live an extraordinary life. I don't mean that as like, what I have is this or what I have is that. I know for a 45-year-old man, I am way more physically aggressive than most people. I, I, I just, there's no maybes about it. I, I know that my athleticism is top-notch. Um, for a 45-year-old that was never a professional athlete, I mean, I'm sure you could take a lot of former professional athletes at 45 and they're going to outwork the shit out of me. But your average 45-year-old, I'm making them look silly. I mean, there's no, it's not even going to be close. Um, I know when I put in my effort into my gardens, it's above and beyond. I know when I, um, what I do with my cat care, what I do with um, just everything. Everything I get into, I, I do to such an extreme. I'm just not average. I, 
I don't like average. I don't like average. I don't like mediocre. I don't like basic. I don't like cope, you know, the, the um, coasting or um, cruise control. I don't like any of that shit. We got way too little time here to do shit average. So um, I just know I just know I'm more valuable than a lot of people who will continue to tell you differently. And not even maybe maybe not even tell you specifically differently that what you're doing is wrong, but creating an atmosphere that dictates that you you don't belong in it, um, which again is is a lot of the things that I dealt with on the younger side of things, and I grew past it. You know, when you see a high school that completely pushes you away from athleticism, and then you hit 18, 19, and you're in another area, in another town, and you're not in school, but you're competing with people who are high school athletes, wrestlers, football players, basketball players, all that shit, and you're going neck and neck with these cats just on some recreational shit. So then it's like, wait a minute, was I actually, like, not worthy of being near athleticism, or was I actually probably going to be one of the stars on that team? I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things you got to think back and look at look at the stock that you put in the people who made you feel bad, and then look how you proved them wrong when you didn't feel that way. I mean, this shit is, this life is deeper than, than most give it credit for, and that's why I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help people navigate through the same mental struggles I'm having because I know I'm not alone in that. There's too many people here. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, – I don't even know where I was at to even cap that, but um, it's all hard. I can just tell you that it's all really hard, and um, I appreciate everybody's support, whether it be sharing my story, whether it be um, – donating whether it be having a conversation with me because i am fucking uh, like i said a lot of this shit is very lonely you know um so i uh i appreciate everybody you know who's doing something something there's people who i really really i really really am disappointed in because they they acted like they rode with me hard pause and in the end, they're fucking vacant. They're they're not there. They're just not there. But again, now that's my decision. That from now it's my decision. Do I dwell on that? Do I make that heavier than all the people who I didn't expect to support me? There's people who from all over the place who I didn't expect to support me. There's people who made my fucking day because I didn't even think they liked me that much and they shared it. There's people who made my fucking day because they didn't even know me that much and they donated. Shit like this is where we need to put our faith. This is where we need to put our actual, um, this is the weight we need to give. We need to give the power to those people. Give, Give the power over your emotions to people who will do well with them. Otherwise, don't give the power to anybody. Let that shit be yours. You know, um, so that's just how I'm feeling about things and um, trying to go through all of this, Um, taking it day by day, uh, you know, I'm trying to share as much as I can, you know, YouTube too, but again, like, you hit these mental blocks where like one minute you want to fucking dance for the world, you want to show them everything, and other times you're like, does anyone even give a fuck, you know, and... You you just hit these mental lows, and then it's like, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll uh, take a pull off this real quick, lock in some video games, throw on some music in the background, and then, then an hour later, I'm okay. I'm, I'm at least functional again. But you hit these fucking walls that are just um, seemingly impenetrable. Like, the, you just can't imagine being on the other side of that, that dark wall. It's fucked up, man. But like I said... I'm I'm here, bro, and if anybody out there wants to hit me up because any of the shit that I'm going through, you know, I they identify with that or they, they could use the same type of support. I can definitely lend that same type of support. You know, I know what it feels like. I know what all this shit feels like. I've been through a lot of things in this 45 years of life, and I don't think we should struggle alone because this shit, this shit is rough. 
But anyway, um, like I said, the GoFundMe will be up there a little bit longer. We'll, uh, you know, like I said, you guys interested in shirts and shit, um, let me know. Any support is support, you know. Um, I appreciate it. And I feel like, you know, this is the way that I, I kind of weigh it, too. Anybody on the fucking planet should be able to share my shit without words. Just hit the share button. The same way you, you would share the goofy-ass video of of this kid or this dude falling or this kid saying some silly shit or this, this, or this, that. I think I'm worth that. And if I'm not, you can fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not going to hold on to that anger, but I want you to know you can eat a dick. Um... Then I think the next level of support from there is just writing something. Tell me, tell me that you believe in the shit that you're sharing, because that's how I go. You know what I mean? Like if I share somebody's shit and I really, really care, I'm gonna write with it too. If I don't know what to say or just don't know how to put it or just feel like someone else has hit it right on the money, maybe I'll just share what they said. You know what I mean? But in the same token, like. I think that's that's a good way to show someone that you believe in what they, they are doing. So if you're good friends with somebody and your share is just a share, ah, I don't know. I think you could do better. And again, none of this even involves finances because I think it comes down to people actually spreading the word until it hits the right ears that don't even struggle to help people. That's that's what I would like. I would like where it goes and goes and moves and people help as they can, but I'm not looking for piece a piece of someone's week to week fucking paycheck. I, I don't I don't want that. That makes me feel terrible. And I, I just you know why I wouldn't want you to struggle for the sake of me not struggling. That's not that's not the exchange I want at all. I want all of us to come up together, and especially if you're a good enough person to want to help me, help me to the best of your ability because on the other side of that, when I can help you to the best of my ability, I'm going to do that. And as we all help each other, we become strong as fuck together. You know what I mean? That's that's just how I feel. Um, another story, and it's just like this is the shit that haunts me because I see silly-ass shit, and I can't see it like a normal person anymore. It's because I've dealt with 21 years of this shit, and I just see the reality. I saw a thing, it was on a uh, a page called Happy Day. And it was like, every day, cute cat and fluffy bunny, furry friend, go for a walk or whatever the fuck, right? And it shows this black and white cat with a collar on and a fluffy white bunny, lop-eared, fucking hopping up the side of the street. And the bunny, by the way, is on the inside of the fucking white line. Um, and the cat's on the outside of that white line. So anyway, and, and it's just like, that's, that's how it's being pitched is look at this cute shit. Meanwhile, that white rabbit is easy prey for any fucking predator. Any predator sees that all white rabbit from like a mile away. That's why you don't see white rabbits that are, that are, are wild out there. If you see a white rabbit outside, that's a domestic bunny. That's not a, that's not a wild rabbit. Predators would eat that alive within a fucking week and it wouldn't exist. Um, so that's, that's the reality of this bunny hopping up the side of the road. And then the cat is clearly just in just as much danger. Maybe a little less because they're a little bit more agile and they can climb and they can do this and this where the bunnies just really fucking can't. And all white, you're done. But this is, this is the problem is so much of society is now just making things look cute in the moment. But like, oh, what about all the dangers? Because if you gave a fuck about either one of those animals, they wouldn't be walking up the side of the road. So you're telling me that if you drive somewhere and you see a cat and a bunny walking up the side of the road, you're just going to stop and go, oh, how cute. Look, family, and then drive away from these animals that are just fucking out there? Nah, you're probably going to try to rescue them. But again, in the, in the realm of this post, everyone, oh, how cute. Like, like, heart, share. And you're just fucking helping promote animals not being taken care of properly. And that narrative needs to change because, you know, it's it's not just a post. It's this fucking widespread narrative that cats can just live outside. Oh, cats bred under my shed. There's kittens in my yard now. I had a friend ask not too long ago, oh, they wanted a kitten. I, this is the shit that fucks me up. Five people in their comments. Five fucking people in their comments. I have kittens. I think I have kittens in the barn. Oh, let me go check. I think I still have 
These are all fucking cats that need homes. None of those kittens should be out in anybody's barns, yards, fucking sheds, any of this type of shit. Millions of cats are being euthanized for space in, in, in the United States every year, every single year. We're just all right with this, guys. Like, we're just really cat lovers, and we're just going to allow people to breed them recklessly. We're going to allow people to let them outside recklessly, and then we're going to collect all the injured animals. We're going to collect all the homeless animals, and we're going to shed a tear, and then we're going to go back to doing all the things that made all of that happen. Shit needs to change. Shit, it, just, it needs to fucking change. I, I can't look at it any other way because I've seen too much. Um... Let me see if there's anything else I gotta. I know I want to talk about uh, undisputed, but uh, we'll see if there's anything else prior to that. Um, but um, but yeah, man. Uh, so let let's just get into some other shit then. Um, I I wanted to talk about Shannon Sharp leaving undisputed. Um, uh. I have mixed feelings on this because on one end, like, number one, like, I am Team Shannon. I am a huge fan of Shannon Sharp, um, more so than I ever even was in his playing career, and he was a motherfucking beast when it, when it came down to his playing career. Hall of Fame deservingly, uh, one of the best tight ends ever played a game. Um, I'd say top five, you know. Um, I wouldn't say top three, but I'd say top five with Shannon Sharp. Um I mean, if you had to push him to six, cause, I mean, I figure you go Gronk, Tony Gonzalez. Um, I think you put Antonio Gates in there. I mean, you might be able to squeeze Kelsey in there, but Kelsey's more of a receiver that's playing tight end, um, so it's hard. Um, I know I'm missing a couple. Of, I shouldn't have even started a list. Because I know I got at least five probably before um, – Shannon, but Shannon's got to come in like right at that five or six spot. Um, but anyway, um, Skip and Shannon to me were a great dynamic because they'd argue. You know, there was always those those points that you knew Skip was going to be on one side and Shannon was going to be on the other side, and it made for great banter. And um, that's that's how I feel about the dynamic. Um, Skip to me has gotten the raw end of a lot of shit over the years. Um, I think he's wrong in, in hating on LeBron the way he does, but that's everybody's opinion. Everybody's opinion is out there like that. You know, I, I think he's received far more hatred for his, his talk on LeBron than any black man in America. It's the real talk. Because everybody who's just all pro-Jordan, that shit is, that shit is fine. That shit is okay. Skip. He had straight up Charles Barkley talking about he would kill him if he was in a room with him. He would kill him. Do you think that there's a lot of... Uh, do you think there's a lot of pro-Jordan guys that are outly shitting on LeBron on a regular basis that Charles Barkley has come out... Black guy. Ha- have you seen Charles Barkley come out against any guy with the same tone as all the shit Skip is saying, same every time LeBron does something wrong or every time he doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, win the game or own the game, he doesn't carry the team, he doesn't do this, he, maybe he missed shaking a hand, maybe he didn't like how he said something in the interview. The same people that pick apart every single aspect of LeBron's career. You think Charles Broccoli across the board wants to murder them? And I'm a Charles guy too think that's a little extreme and not once during the time where Charles was spouting off a he'll kill him and this and that did I see Shannon say bro that's that's a little far he didn't stick up for his guy he didn't stick up for his 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 co-host even as co-workers even if you're not boys off the off the set that's your co-host bro you know that's how I feel I feel like you should support the guy in that with someone else saying that they're going to kill him or they would like to kill them. But, nah, he, he fell back. He, he just let it be. And then uh, the DeMar, DeMar Hamlet thing happened. And my stance on that then is still my stance on that now. Skip had no ill will towards DeMar Hamlin. 
Skip did not take a stance that he didn't give a fuck about the kid. Social media has spun it to the part where they feel he doesn't give a fuck about the kid. But he was reacting like the majority of America was reacting. Now, not openly because people are pussies, but when a guy goes down and the fucking game with playoff implications are is comes to a complete stop, and his question was, yo, I understand we're going to stop this game, but how? Like, what do you do then? That was his whole fucking stance. Not play the fucking game anyway, fuck this kid. He didn't say that. He didn't say anything about we should just play this game. He said, but how? Like, asking a question, like, so then what? What do we do then? Oh, you motherfuckers about this kid's life. No, I mean, they didn't start this game based on this kid's life. They started this game based on who's winning and losing and how the fucking playoffs are going to shake out after who wins and loses. This is an injury that happens in football. This is a severe, very uh, rare, very uh, specific situation. But I don't think it's that off the fucking, I don't think that's off the rails to just be like, hey, dude, what are we going to do? And that was the stance. Now, when fucking media took off on Skip, like he was the most insensitive piece of shit ever on that, which, again, I just don't think there's ill will there. And I think if you work side by side with the guy, you would know that there's no ill will there. You would know being Shannon Sharp, does Skip really not give a fuck about DeMar Hamlin? Does he believe that they should have just played the game anyway? And you know goddamn well you don't think that he's about that. You don't think he's about that. But when the media came for him, when social media came for him, you went on their side. You went on their side and you went, yo, you shouldn't have said that. And then after that, they got into a little fucking argument because Skip was just like, I'm not apologizing for anything. I didn't say anything wrong. That was his stance. And I agree. And Shannon stood against it. Completely stood against it. And not only that, but took that next day off and left Skip there by himself. Showing his separation from the situation. Now, fast forward months down the road. Shannon gets into an altercation at a Grizzlies game. He's all over the media. Shannon was about to fuck everybody up. He was about to fight everybody out there. He was savage. Uncle was about to kill somebody, right? Okay. Well, that doesn't really look great in the media as far as a, a professional analyst, right? Well, Shannon comes on the air the next day and makes a whole public apology. You know who didn't take the fucking day off that day? You know who didn't separate themselves from their co-host that day? Skip. That's who. This is, this is what I have an issue with. Because I don't think that those things warrant that. Like I said, when he got into an argument with, with Skip, they were talking Brady shit, and, you know, Skip is team Brady, 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 and Shannon is, is not. You know what I mean? He gives him respect, but he doesn't, he doesn't hail to him the way that, that Skip does. So while they were having this disagreement about things because Tom was having bad games and Skip didn't want to really, like, put it that way. He wanted to kind of work around it and, uh, you know, kind of beat around the bush and blame other people and whatever when Tom was not playing his best ball. Well, at some point or another, Shannon got under Skip's skin to the point where he said some stupid shit. And the stupid shit he said something like, uh, Tom Brady was a better football player than you and that's why you're, uh, or something like that. And I was like, that's some old dumb shit. And if based on that alone he was leaving, and if based on that, that alone is why he's leaving, I got, I got nothing to say. I got no arguments. I got no nothing. I think out of the two, Shannon is absolutely the star. I mean, Skip is the antagonist. You know, so you, you can't, you know, good cop, bad cop, he's the bad cop. That's who he is. That's, that's who, what his role is. So I, I, I can't just say that Skip is garbage or he's not any good or this and that because it, it's thought-provoking. It's it's here, and I, that's what I've been saying for a long time, too, is I love sports commentators, analysts, whatever, that have passion and fire. Love Stephen A. Love Skip. Love a lot of these guys that are just the type that are going to flip the fuck out when some shit goes on in sports, because that speaks to the diehard sports fan. 
casual, well, I don't know, well, 30% and 20%, and I don't know. If they come out shooting 35, well, then we, we might see a little uptick in the game. I want someone banging the fucking table, screaming about what the fuck went on out there. That's what I want. I, you know, bring your stats, bring all your, your knowledge, bring all of your, uh, you know, your research, but bring your motherfucking passion with you, you know? And that's that's why I respect people like Skip, like Mad Dog, like um, Stephen A. Where where so many people hate them, hate them because they're so loud and they're so aggressive. But shit, and like I want people to invest in what they do, and I don't need to agree with their opinions on the things. But when they invest in that, I I, I very much uh, support that. Um, I hope Skip gets another person to bounce off of. And has a, a, a equally good banter with, um, you know. I, I I don't know that he he gets that easily, you know, because Shannon was perfect. I thought Shannon was perfect, but he opted out. Uh, he's gonna go get his now, and I hope he winds up on uh, like ESPN or somewhere. Uh, he's he's got to wind up on a big platform. He's too damn good at, at what he does. Um, but again, I also I also hope he gets an antagonist. I need him to sit across from somebody who doesn't agree with him regularly because I need Shannon to be able to get fired up. I need Shannon to be able to make bets with people and then cash in and, yo, remember I told you, you know, and that type of shit. If he just goes and gets his friends so they could fucking, yeah, bro, and, and agree with on everything, it's not going to be as good. Shannon's too good. He needs to be able to debate with people. And um, I, I, I think enough uh, programmers or uh, – executives know that more so than I do. So I have faith that that's going to turn into something good. And maybe we get two great shows. Hopefully Skip gets his antagonist and Shannon gets his antagonist. And um, the, now there's two shows I could watch instead of one. You know what I mean? That's all I could hope for. I just wanted to speak on that because I just think a lot of the things that Skip's being um, made as just a piece of shit for, it's not that fucking serious. And I don't think you do this to a black guy who had the same fucking... And I, I'm not just calling flat racism on the, on, on the thing, but in the same token, you just don't see the amount of I'll kill that guy over sports opinions, you know? And I think Skip's gotten a lot of that over time. You know, really, like, legitimately, like, athletes, all sorts of people coming at him and shit. And, you know, part of that's publicity, and it's all good. But, um, and like I said, I, I'm Team Shannon. Like, I, you know, I'm a LeBron guy, so obviously that, that works for me. I respect the shit out of Shannon's career. I think he's a funny guy. He's got great opinions. Um, I don't agree with everything he says, but, yeah, like, you know, um, Definitely not saying this in the defense that I'm Team Skip or anything like that. I I would have liked to see them stay together because, you know, I'm a fan of the show. But I hope it, there, there's better things out there for both of them because I would like to continue to follow both. And uh, mainly Shannon. But, again, with the right person across from Skip, it's when the Dallas Cowboys take a fucking loss, I'm tuning in to see what Skip's got to say the next day with somebody laughing at him on the other side of the table. Like, I told you they weren't that good. That's, I mean, that's what makes good shit for me. I don't want to watch analysts just go, oh, 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 they're favored by five and a half, and I don't know about five and a half, and well, maybe I'll give you four, but otherwise, I'm not. If you remember December of last year, um, they played, and, uh, you know, they, there was a seven-point spread, and they actually six and a half that one, and, like, I don't give a fuck about that. You know, I just don't give a fuck about that. I want to hear two people animated going back and forth about sports. Oh, shit, what's he going to say tomorrow? I've felt that way while watching games many a times, knowing that those two guys are going to have something to say about what I just saw. Sometimes I can't even wait and I check on Twitter and see if he says some shit on there, you know? But, you know, to each their own. Uh, like I said, I don't know what else to fucking talk about, guys. I just wanted to come on here, pop in, talk a little about the GoFundMe, because I hadn't really even brought that on the show whatsoever yet. I, you know, my uh, show content is on and off. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much what it is. I'll, uh, I'll get at you motherfuckers uh, hopefully sooner than later. I'm going to try to watch this. Uh, I'm just going to call it what, what, I, what I want it to be, this Joey Janela tournament tomorrow. And, uh, you know, 
that's that's pretty much where I'm at. And if I watch that, then I'll have something to talk about wrestling wise next time out. Um, I see CM Punk coming back, right? That's fucking great. I love that, and I love how how mad nerds are about it. So that's even better. Um, but yeah, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Thank you for everything, everybody out there who's fighting with me for me, all that. All right, peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juice Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.